Hey, welcome to Real Talk, episode 109. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. It's Polo Tuesday. We're wearing polos. Are you? <laughs> we... <laughs> yeah, we are wearing polos today. I don't know if you keep, if you're listening on the podcast, you had zero reason to be told that. And even if you're watching, you did. But it is true. We have decided to become professional. You know, looking back, it's so funny, man, because uh, I used to wear dressier shirts all the time. I don't for believe talk. that for not, not, I, No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you have... Gum, I put it there intentionally. Okay. I didn't, I, hadn't, I didn't, we were about to film. I didn't want to have, that's be fair. Cheering. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Great. <laughs> anyways, so I, uh, I realized on older episodes of like, even just like live and everything, I used to wear a much dressier shirt. So now I'm just kind of chilled out. We've just Dude, stopped listen, caring. The, the plain t shirt just goes a long way, man. Yeah. And we don't care anymore. No, <laughs> And we don't care anymore. Well, I was really thinking, man, we're, we're considering, since we just have no point to anything we're doing now, um, today, that we may go back to the old ways for life. Mm-hmm. You know, remember the old setup? That's right. Not the old, We've been old considering but that. the mid setup with the lights in a different room and it's dark and we're sitting at one table, just three Mysterious. guys or maybe two guys and a girl just talking about life. That's right. So... I looked back on those. Those were cool looking. They man. were cool. We had the different lights. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Guess you guys will have to keep tuning in. Yeah, we're probably gonna do it uh, for live. That is. So <laughs> this is probably why no one listens to this show because our intros. Yeah, make no sense. Um. <laughs> so today we are going to return to topic Tuesday. We've got hey, some oh. good questions. I, you know, someone sent in a really good topic with. Very detailed questions to get us thinking, and I think I think it's a great topic. I think it's one that a lot of people will re- it will resonate with a lot of people, and it's one ironically when I when we get to it, kind of came up for me mm-hmm. yesterday in a conversation um, with a with a dear friend of mine, uh, a lady from our church. So she's listening. I think it uh, it connects in a weird way, or in um you know it connects. Right. So uh, we'll get to that. I guess I didn't tell you guys, if, if you're new to the podcast or to the show, Real Talk's just an opportunity to talk about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. Everything. And um, there's a link somewhere, wherever you're watching this, www.theremnant.life slash real-talk. Sorry about that. You click it, go down and submit a question. You can put in a topic, you can put in a question, anything you want. It goes into our database completely anonymously, couldn't find you if we tried. Could not. Just also a way for you to have a dialogue with us back, or you can do it in the comments below this video. Whether it's on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, Facebook yeah, all Instagram, those. we on IGTV. the gram, man. That's right. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the gist of it, guys. So we're 109 episodes in just on the podcast slash web series. That's what we call this. That's right. And then we have our live show, which so is if just you, as many. Yeah, I was about to say. So if you were to add it all up, we have legitimately probably done over. We we know we have done over 200. 200 shows shows that's wow. almost a year's worth of not really but it's getting close to a year's <laughs> worth of shows that's dude that's it's that still nuts? crazy yeah, yeah so man. Uh, that's that's the gist of it folks um so yeah man we're not gonna really talk too much about our weeks today because we have a lot yeah. to talk about so before we dive into the topic which today if you want to know what's the topic what is it what is it what is it it's on uh, relationships yeah. singleness relationships marriage what's that what's the deal with that <laughs> christianity mm-hmm. and, and some really good questions i think will resonate with a lot of you folks out there Heck but yeah. before that <clears throat> because you know real talk it tries to be hip Ooh, we try hip. to be in with uh with uh what's it called pop culture with the crowd ironically we just watched this video yesterday so we got a question i think i sent it to you yep um from one of our incredible viewers yep. on a recent Pop culture phenomenon, uh, yeah, and, and in this case, probably not in a good way. You want to fill everybody in? Sure, yeah. Um, so I had one of our listeners ask us a question uh, about rapper Lil Nas X. Um, if you guys hadn't heard about it yet, essentially this guy is just kind of, he's released a, a shoe with this art collective group called MSCHF, and essentially they created a shoe called Satan's Shoe. Uh, it contains a bronze pentagram and an inverted cross and actual human blood. It's it's one drop of human blood in the sole of each shoe that they made. This is real, by the way. Yes. Um, and, and oddly enough, uh, the blood was donated by that art collective team uh, and the members who are working on the project. Uh, on the shoe, it has the verse Luke 1018, and uh, they are priced at $1,018 in reference to the verse. Um, so the question that the people had was, 
what's your take on the shoe? And they also just want to make the comment of how sad of a world without Jesus that we live in a world where they make shoes like that. Which, yeah, so it goes even farther. So they, they released 666. Yep, only pairs 666 pairs. The That's verse, right. was it Luke 10, 18? Uh, yeah, Luke 10, 18. So that verse, I don't even need to look it up because I did yesterday. It says, and we saw Satan, saw Satan fall like lightning from the sky. Uh, so it's referencing so crazy, man. Satan. Mm-hmm. Now, I think before we even get into this shoe... Uh, he he released this. <laughs> It'd be strange enough, okay. And though he doesn't mention it, yeah, there's there's clearly a direct correlation between this shoe and a music video that he just dropped, yeah, brand new. Song. And I'm really hesitant about like talking about ago. this because it just it just gives it more gives it more views. Yeah, I get and, it. And I really encourage you guys. I'm I'm going to reference it. It is pretty vile. It's yeah. And I don't encourage anyone to watch it. You're probably going to, but definitely don't let your kids. If you hear your kids talking about this, man. I would keep them away from this. No, oh, yeah. Um, it is a, it's a pretty vile video. Yes. Okay, as far as the imagery. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about that. You and I watched this last night. For we the, did. For the first time because we, you know, we want to be up to date. <laughs> That's right. So the video, before we get to the shoe, um, opens up with a scene with Lil Nas X essentially being like an atom, right? Yeah, he's he, in the it, Garden of Eden. He's in the Garden of Eden. And a serpent crawls up a tree. Clearly, Satan mm-hmm. whispers to him, and then first it appears that the serpent seduces him, mm-hmm. right? And then he it kisses him. This kisses gets him. weird. Yeah. This devil man. Uh, then we get to a scene which artistically, you no, know, I mean, I may be wrong, but I don't know about your thoughts on. But the scene essentially kind of shows him being judged in heaven, meaning Lil Nas what, X himself. So. Yeah. At first, I thought it was referencing Satan, but I think he's Lil Nas X in this point, and and heaven is judging him, casting him out of heaven. Mm-hmm. He's then caught by an angel, winged figure. Right again, the illusion being or the uh, illusion with an A, alluding to to Satan grabs and sort right. of. He then rides a stripper pole, yep. for lack of a better word, down to hell. That's right, and then. Gr- <sighs> dressed uh, almost femininely, in my opinion. Yeah. You say, yeah, I'd say so. And then he he gives a he dances seductively on Satan, who is actually shows on, Satan on with, a with horns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He then seduces him, makes out with him. It's very sexual, perverse. It really is perverse. Yes, it's, it's and then bad. kills the, the devil, and then sort of takes his place, takes his crown. Yeah. yeah. Um, and again, man, I really wrestled with whether we should even reference it, but I think it's important for know how deep this symbolism goes. Yeah, man. So this shoe was released in correlation with the video. That's right. Um, I, I, what are your thoughts before I get into this shoe when you watch that video? Oh, it's just, it's, you know, it's disgusting, man. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, I would agree. It's repulsive. You know, it's funny because we didn't even really talk about your, th- like our thoughts on it. We just like, kind of watched you, it. Was what, like, what wow. are you, yeah. What, so what are well, your I, thoughts? I think the first thing I said was, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it was uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, man. You know, it's funny because when I, before I was a Christian, you know, that kind of imagery and stuff, usually it wouldn't bother me at all. I, yeah. Cause I'd seen that stuff before. Interesting. And like, I was like, this, this is a great point to bring uh-huh. up in a minute. Yep. And so like, because I could watch and be like, oh, it's art and it's creative, you know, and like I would fall into that. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now because I'm a Christian, I'm like, man, that's just, that's repulsive, dude. See, that's part of what we, one thing I did say yesterday, I think is so. It was uncomfortable. That's the thing. Listen, the most, sometimes as a believer to me, it's not like I think this video has evil powers or anything, but I think mm-hmm. what you just said is so powerful. We haven't talked about this. So before I became. A Christian, it wouldn't even really bother me. I think that's the problem I have with a lot of this imagery is that it's making it normal. It's that, normalizing it to people to where they're getting yes. used to seeing it. It's like it doesn't even – it's making Satan – it's making the idea of Satan – it's making him um, a protagonist. It's making him mm-hmm. a sympathetic figure. It's making him someone that, that just wants to free – I mean, really, that's the, free us, you know, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. And it normalizes those th- images. And that's our right. kids are seeing the, that mm-hmm. stuff. So anyway, I just wanted to say that's interesting. Yeah, that dude. I didn't even really know if I told you that, but my concern was more of it normalizing stuff. Yes, and that's what I was about to get into. Is is it also made me realize the the amount of just influence it has on on culture? And it on had forty people. million views yesterday that's when we watched about it. To check the views. So just I'd be now. curious to see where it's at now. It had yeah, forty million views on YouTube. Okay, and it just got released. I don't know within the last forty hours. Well, if it jumped here. up a million again, that would be I'm, crazy. I'm take a look here. He's gonna look. 
Uh, let's see. It was released four days ago. It's at forty-five million. So it went up. I want you guys to know. Actually, it wasn't. Even, it would have been last night, like one a.m. I don't mm-hmm. know something. Saw it was at forty million. It's at forty-five million. It went up five million views in like twelve hours. Wow. Um. So yeah, going to the shoe. Uh, I don't know how. What What was the specific question? What are our? Th- can you tell what? The what are your what, What's your take on the shoes? I mean, to me, man, it's it's so weird. It's so like. You know, the world's going to tell you that, what are you talking about? It's just art, all these things. But okay, are you thinking about what is happening here? Right. I don't, it's weird, man. It, I've kind of landed in two places here. It's either A, they don't know what they're messing with, and they're literally just ignorant to the point where they're like, you know what? Yeah, man, this is just good publicity, or this is this will get people fired up so they'll, they'll take a look at our product or whatever it is, right? Or they do know what they're doing, and, well, that, it's, and it's evil. Well, this is my thing. Either way. So either the, if they're in on it and know what they're doing, clearly that's easy to talk about. But like, let me let me put let me put it in a way that's weird. Mm-hmm. Why is it always Satan? Why isn't it Zeus? Why isn't mm-hmm. it Why isn't it Thor? Why isn't it uh, some? Why Why is it Why is it if it's art? Why well, isn't it Why is it Satan? So what, whether they're pawns and tools, okay, or whether they're intentionally doing it. Yeah. To me it's so blatantly obvious that it's it's I don't know man that it's it's evil, right? It is yeah. it is it is to me a big symbol of where our culture is. Absolutely. And it makes me wonder if instead of it being like 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 excuse me, like the, like a Zeus or whatever, I wonder if it's because cuz Christianity is considered the biggest well, sure. religion in the world, right? But I'm so saying, it makes me wonder if that's why. Okay. So let's use your rationale. That's still making my point. Right. So, because I think that's the argument, right? Yeah. All right, we're going to pick Christianity, but yet we're still going to, we're going to idolize, glorify Satan. Why do that? Mm. I think it's because what he stands for. Which is what? True freedom. Freedom to do what? Whatever you feel like. Bingo. In <laughs> fact, the music video says that, right? Yeah. We hide what we want to do. Yeah. Who we are, all yeah, this stuff. Hide. Yeah, but here, here I can be whoever I want to be or so whatever it is. I just think it's funny whether you're a Christian or not, right, and you're listening, that Satan symbolizes something to you and that you, we've come to a place where we want to glorify that, that he has come to symbolize something positive. Mm-hmm. Or we want to, we hate Christianity so much that we want to anger Christians, so let's use, do you know what I'm saying? That's exactly what he said about it too, actually. I think really? I saw one of his quotes because I think he was, I can't remember if he was either asked about the music video or the shoes. It might mm-hmm. have been the shoes, but he said that he wanted to make he wanted to make the uh, the Christians feel as angry as they made him feel about how they pushed him away because he was gay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I don't know. Um. Yeah. Just a curious little thing. It also is interesting that this was released four days ago. Um. Which is Saturday, right after we're getting ready to go into it's Easter this Easter, Sunday, right? Pat, yeah. I've literally Palm I was Sunday here. I was like, "This is exactly this that was a hundred percent intentional." Oh, definitely, so is, definitely. That's insane. a great point. Good point, dude. Yeah. Which even if this isn't so, if if we want to look at this as there is spiritual war going on right well, now, well, there like, is. I mean, is, the Bible talks about that. This is probably like one of those things where you're like, "Yep." Yep, this is definitely people, right. especially part right the, now with people part who are looking for them. to believe in something. I, I think we've said that for the last few weeks, like with COVID and everything that's going on right now, people are looking for something to have hope in. Yeah, uh, weird. It's funny, bro, great point, by the way, about Easter and, and mm-hmm. Palm Sunday. I didn't even think of that. It's certainly, I mean, I didn't think of the correlation. Obviously a reason for that. Right. Um, so to me, it's, it's, it's less whether or not he's worshipped Satan, you know. If you're not with Jesus, you're following the prince of this world, the scripture says. It's Satan regardless of what you call him. Um, but, man, I was even list, I, I was reading some of my family's. I, I'm not on social media right now, like uh-huh. Facebook. And I actually saw some of my family's stuff, man. And if they, if they see it, okay, whatever. They'll get mad. Um, I have some siblings and things. I love them dearly. But, man, it breaks my heart. Like, just what... So I have a younger, I don't even know if I'm, I'm allowed to talk about this, but I guess as a big brother. So I have a younger sister who's in her teens. Mm-hmm. She sees this, she's probably mad, whatever, I love you. But to see this, the culture she's accepted and how she's a product of this culture. It's hard, man. 
she's a product of this culture. And she didn't even, it's not that she mentioned anything about this, but it all happened yesterday at the same time. But it's a product of this culture, man. And she's, and the things that she says and the things like, it's about what I do and F people. And like, you know, one of the things she shared was like, be a, uh, you know, don't worry about being nice, be a biatch and take care of yourself and don't be, don't be good to people. And literally said, mm-hmm. just like it all is a product of this culture, man, that glorifies self at the expense of everybody else. Right. Which goes back to what you said, tying it back to the video, right? Like, right. Do what you want. Mm-hmm. You have to live in a world where there's no consequence to what you feel. It's all about you. Mm-hmm. And if, if the world tells you something you don't want to hear or someone tells you something you don't want to hear, they're hateful and yep. forget them. That's right. It's scary, man. It is scary. scary. You, I mean, you you know, where we're at right now in the world and especially here in America, like we are really truly seeing what the Bible has told us. Mm-hmm. When, and when I think about it, you know, about people, it's just, it's what is it, Sodom? When, they, when God talks about Sodom. Sodom and Gomorrah. And, I mean, you can see similarities, man, of just the perversion of it all. Yeah, you know? it's weird. It is weird. Um yeah, and I, and I think it's symbolic of where we are as a culture, like yes. you just said, that this is like, you know, are we even really that shocked? We watched it, but at the same time, we're sitting here going, what? <laughs> I just, and it's all it's all encased in guilt. Like, if you stand against it, then you're standing against, you know, it's tied to homosexuality, like he said. He ties it to, well, Christians hated me and pushed me away, and, mm-hmm. and uh, man, and, that, and and kids that are just... It's just a wild world. I told you guys I read that statistic. Guys, you know, don't quote me the exact statistic, but I know, I think it was from like 2017 till through 2020, five times more teens are saying they're transsexual, homosexual, whatever. And now it's like one fifth of Generation Z claims that. A fifth. A fifth, dude. That's a lot, man. And yeah, I just, it, it we're, <laughs> come on. Whether, whatever your moral stance, whatever your, your uh, religion even, you can't tell me that's not staggering and weird, right? Oh, it, yeah. And they're Especially going to say, oh, yeah, they're just free to say it now. I don't believe that for a second. I don't believe it for a second. I believe I, it's glorified in the culture. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know. I, I'm with you, man. Especially, not like you said, the numbers before. I know we've looked at numbers before, that kind of that kind of stuff. Like, it went from, like, people who are struggling with this. With this, They call it, I think, is, is, it, is it Britain? I know Clint's talked about it before, but... Uh, someone did like research on it, and as it being like a like like a mental disorder. Um, well, yeah, you that, that that's going to a different topic, but it used to be considered that. Right. Uh, are you talking about what's the gender dysmorphia? Yeah. Yes. The confusion and how it but was like yeah, where they're they're even realizing, oh man, we went too far. Like, there's an issue here, right? Because oh, they yeah, they can't 100%. even. Me actually, this whole thing like we're even looking at culture. Like I've even seen it with my little brother. Like I've. We had a conversation a few months ago where I had a conversation with him, and him and me got into it just over over stuff where I was like, "This is what I believe," and I don't believe that we we hate the person who is in sin, but it is still sin. And then people it's weird, man. Don't do that, and, and you were called kind of, and you were called hateful for that sort of. Oh yeah, right? I was yeah. called hateful. I was called a bigot. I was called a lot of things in that conversation yeah, man. that were not very nice. Yeah. And it's and guys, these are our views. It's important for us. Like we're not saying, you know, we're just sharing our our. Well, I'm not talking about the, when we share our family stuff, guys. Like we're trying to be real with you. It doesn't mean we don't. We you don't know our families. We're not trying to bring our families into it. We love right. our families, yeah. but we have these conversations, and we're different. And mm-hmm. you know, I think I don't know yours. Talk. I don't want to speak for yours, but you know, my family wouldn't say they're Christian. In fact, my sister, flat out now, would tell you that she's not. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting thing about my family is they do. They claim to be Christian. Yeah, and, and, and we you got to take discussion. Yeah, so it's just a yeah. And that's a great point, Clint. So you know, your brother he's a, he says he's a Christian and stuff, and and you know, but yet at the same time, you're seeing culture starting to and to change. What does that mean? What does it mean to be a Christian? You know, to say something is a sin is to be hateful, and that's a dangerous place to be. Where does that end? Well, yep. dude, it. So we were talking about that there was a church that we talked about a long time ago that just said that the uh, the Bible was not uh, you said emphatic the inerrant the inerrant word of God I meaning it's not it's not the perfect word of God mm-hmm. it's not yeah. perfect so they it's basically not infallible sorry no you're um, not. It's my so fault. he had a a friend at church who's very 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 smart person I knew them when I went to that church that he goes to and uh, 
ended up talking to them and they're even going as far as there was not sh- this person isn't there it's just another youth that's with him mm-hmm. and they were saying well the bible the bible is it fully translated correctly it's it's not See? it also is like interpreted for their time and not ours so it's I've not this caught up to do right now and i said that's not how that is this is this is current this is living this isn't it doesn't change yeah i'm sorry that you think that it does, but it doesn't. This is pure truth. Yeah, and man. Just because truth makes you uncomfortable and you don't like the way it is and you have to wrestle with what that truth means, does right. that mean it changes just because you think that it's not nice for you to do that? Well, we just said that Sunday, right? I said, you know, Christianity should be us wrapping ourselves around Christ, mm-hmm. not trying to wrap Christ around us, meaning Jesus doesn't change. We should change. And we're trying to change That's good. him. Right? We're trying to change truth to fit our desires. Yeah. And that's not how it works. We should nope. change in the face of truth. So that's right. It's it's a weird sorry to cut you off. No, you're good, man. I, I agree with you hundred percent, dude. Like I don't know. It's all And this doesn't of, mean we hate little not sex, man. No. I would, if that guy wanted to come we would talk to that guy. I don't have any hard feelings towards him. I don't think he's I'm not looking at him going, he's evil. I love you know, I love the guy. No one would believe that. It's true, but I'm telling you. You know, what is it? I look at guys like that sometimes and I go, I think of Jesus' word. What does it benefit a man to gain the world but lose his soul? Mm. You know what's wild is all, everything, it all stems from somewhere. Mm -hmm. And hurt, it's hurt. Well, yeah, brokenness and sin and Mm -hmm. points back to the need for for Jesus. Yep, because he, he he even gave his reasoning, right? Because of the pain I felt. And I do think, you know, there's lessons to for us to learn in the church today. You know, we can stand against the sin and the and the and the perversion and the evil without demonizing the person. Jesus True, wants man. to save him too. Jesus loves him. As, Little Nas X, right? He wants him to does. know him. He doesn't hate him, even if he's been doing things. You know, that's that's the wild thing about Jesus. Is yeah. even now, his heart's <laughs> desire is for him. That's he was right. made in his image. Yep, that's crazy. And so. I, you know. I don't know. It's it's a cliche saying, but it, it always reigns true is, you know, like, don't hate the sin or hate the sin. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people take that as serious as they should. It's true. And yet, you're absolutely right, they don't. But also, the other side of it is people say, well, it's hating the sinner if I ha- hate the sin. Mm-hmm. And that's not true either, right? Like, no, they, they want to say, well, you can't hate the sin because that's hating the person. Well, it's so weird to live in a culture where if you disagree with someone or make them uncomfortable, you're demonized. Yep. And it's called hate. That is weird. There's mm-hmm. no weird. We are, truly are. It creates weak people. Yes. In the sense of like they'll cr- they can't handle disagreement. And like you said, where's the line? Because it could be anything now. Literally anything. I could say two plus two is five. And if you tell me it's four, that's hate. You're hating me. Yep. Yeah. You're big, yeah, whatever. So, anyway, guys, great questions, stuff to think about. Oh, yeah, thank you. Um, it all points back to God. I'm telling you, like, why, why, why pick Satan? Why, why mess with him? Why, why use the imagery? Well, they're saying, no, they're going to tell you it's because that's the predominant religion, but it's deeper than that, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's deeper than that. They, you notice they don't mock, um, Islam, right? Even though they would, like, they don't. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It's just interesting. Oh, yeah. Anyway, not that that's even trying to mock it, but, I mean, they wouldn't do that. They're not taking stories from the Quran, mm-hmm. and even though the Quran condemns homosexuality too, right? Yep, but you don't hear about it. Mm. Well, of course not. Why? <laughs> that should tell you something. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, the, the servant is not greater than the master. They hated me. They'll hate you too. That's right. That's so, so good. Anyway. That's good. Um, interesting stuff. Oh, yeah. All right. So, what are your guys' thoughts? Yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Absolutely. On it. Whether that's through the anonymous link, www.therevenant.live/slash real-talk, or in the comments below. Help us out. <laughs> we love to speak to you. So, hey, got, got a topic here. And okay. the topic is uh, Christian dating slash relationships. We're going to shift gears and move to this. Okay. Christian dating slash relationships. And um, so, I'm just going to throw all of the kind of questions out and we can maybe come back to them okay so this person says what makes it different than quote normal dating why mm-hmm. is there so much pressure in christian dating how can we date better without that pressure why mm-hmm. is there pressure to be in a relationship or get married in christianity why does christian culture make this is an interesting one why does christian culture make marriage seem varsity and singleness like jv Oof, that's that's a great 
question. That's a cool how, way to put it. How can and what can singles learn from married people, and what can married people learn from singles? So it's just this whole idea of, and this is interesting, I think, for you even. Yeah, absolutely. Um, both of us. We came from non-Christian backgrounds, That's but right. you're more recent. Yeah. Uh, you know, what makes it different than normal dating? Why is there so much pressure? Um, the, well, to start, what makes it uh, different than, you know, I guess I guess I'll, I'll call it secular dating so I can try to, you know, make sure, sure so you guys can hear the... Yeah, thank you. Um, to me, the difference between Christian dating and secular dating is... In secular dating, it was all about me. <laughs> oh, man. It was. That's you know, powerful. I painted a picture. Of, you know, this is my own personal experience with it, but, you know, I don't know how you guys are if you're a Christian or not listening. But for me, when I was not a Christian, I was dating. You know, I, it was all about me and how I felt and what I could get. Hmm. Um, and in Christian, you know, and, and, and clearly there was no sort of standard as to you – know, there was there – was, there was, societal morality mm -hmm. to what a relationship was supposed to be and that's what you followed mm -hmm. but and even then a lot of things it, it didn't matter mm -hmm. you know that's why today like you talk about people are like oh well divorce that person if you don't like them whatever you know so it's similar to that you know you have your basic bleak outline of what morality is inside a relationship in the secular dating world so for me that's what it was it was selfish um you know and now, being a Christian, I'm in a, a Christian relationship right now. It's not about me. I have to sacrifice things and do my best to love her. Um, well, and I, loving her can look different. And that's because uh, that's, I'm, that's what I'm called to. You know, so why does it, what did you just say? Oh, you said now it's about her. And why, why, is it, why is it different? It's not different now question. because I'm trying to get you to, right. Yeah. It's because I, now being a Christian, I realize the, the value of what Jesus did for me. And in a relationship that is supposed to be that is supposed to lead to a marriage. In a marriage, I know that it's a representation of Christ loving the church, and I know that with Christ loving the church, He gave everything. Yeah, and you and the definition of love has changed for you, right? That's love right. before is about me. That's right. Love was a feeling about me, and now I realize that love is an action. For and love is ha for others. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. And I like that you said that. I think that's the big key. Christian dating should be intentional. Yes. And I think for me, speaking from my experience, is that I think I've told this story. I was dating the first Christian girl I dated after I became a believer. Uh, her parents did not like me. Mm -hmm. um, I think their reasons for liking me were not, it's weird, were not right. But I think they were right to not like me dating their daughter, weirdly enough. Yeah. Because I don't think I, well, I don't think, what? You told, this, yeah. told me the story. <laughs> I don't think that I, I got it. And here's yeah. the thing I remember telling her dad, I thought it would help him. I was like, hey, I'm on the phone with him trying to schmooze it over. Yeah. And I go, listen, man, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to marry your daughter. I'm just you know, I'm not just trying to get her and marry her tomorrow. And he goes, then what are you doing? <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, man. And, and that <laughs> to this day is stuck th with me. And I don't think I got it. You know, it's intentional. It, it should be leading somewhere. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that that's when good. you date someone, you're getting married tomorrow. But you have that in the back of your mind that when that's you get right. to the that's point the that, goal. you know, like, for instance, you know, I'm not going to marry this person. You shouldn't be. Be in a relationship with him. That's right. And I, that's something that I, I dropped the ball and I failed a ton in my, in my relationships is because, yeah. because I think you put it, you said it so well. I think I, I think that I underestimated how much the way I was raised, meaning outside the church and view relationships affected even my, my relationships once I became a believer. That's right. Yeah, man. It's. It's, it it's takes a radical change mm. of who you used to be, especially yeah. in the dating world. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, and I love what you said because I 100% agree with you. That's that's another big difference, right? You know, in secular dating, you know, the, the, the goal is usually blurry because it just depends on how you feel. While in Christian dating, the clear goal is if you're with this person, you want to get married. Mm -hmm. And once you come to the place, that doesn't mean, again, I think it comes to, I think that's some of the pressure answering mm -hmm. the question. I think the pressure is the, is the realization that, okay, why am I dating them? Mm -hmm. um, and I think, I do think we put a pressure to get there fast. Like you need mm -hmm. to get to marriage fast. Yeah. And this is where I still probably make some Christian people upset sometimes. Older people is like, listen, I do think that you need to, it's okay to take a little time to figure that out and learn yeah. how to learn how to be in relationship with someone, et cetera. Um, so that's probably where the, yeah, but yes, once you know, if you're not going to marry that person, that's right. Or if, if lust is becoming too big issue and, and Paul talks about in first Corinthians, mm -hmm. I believe chapter seven, when you, you know, 
be careful. That's Start burning right. for burning with lust. That was another thing I was going to bring up because that's probably clearly everyone's probably like, have you guys not brought this up yet? Clearly, sex, right? Mm-hmm. In in a secular dating world, sex is just viewed as like a thing to do. Yeah, it, it's and, casual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're with someone, you have sex with them. Yeah, I just watched a part of a podcast, a popular podcast, I won't say who it is, a secular podcast where they were making fun of the girl who, who I don't believe she's a Christian, but she said, well, I don't have sex with anyone I date until three months. And they just, the guys went crazy because she said that her boyfriend cheated on her because they hadn't got the three months yeah. and he starts sleeping with some other girl and they go, well, I can't really blame him. You know, you made him, that's a long time to wait. I can't oh, believe you. And like, that's that. It's interesting because it ties into what you said. Um, so. Mm-hmm. I, th- I love what you said. I think secular dating, it was about me. Christian dating, it shouldn't just be about me, right? It's about honoring God first and loving the other That's person. Right. I think, which then led to the answer to your question, whoever asked this topic, which is why there's so much pressure. There's pressure because we know, especially if you're following, truly following Christ, you know that it, it has, it's serious. Yes. You know that you don't want to mess up, mm-hmm. meaning physically. That's right. Um, you don't, you know. Ah, uh, there's definitely pressure to be married, get married fast. Yeah. And like you say, especially because, like, lust, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know. Which isn't necessarily wrong to get married, you know, fast, as long as you understand what marriage is. That's right. As long, Like you said, as long as you know you're making that conscious decision, mm-hmm. nothing wrong with it. Yeah. So I think that might be some of the pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these other questions in here are pretty pretty interesting, though. Oh, yeah. Um, how can we date better without that pressure? So I don't think the pressure is going to go away. Right. But how can we date better in Christian in Christianity? Uh, I think people have to be more uh, Christians in the dating world. I think you need to be more open to what love really is, because I think a lot of us attach love to how we feel, mm-hmm. just as humans. So I think we drag that into our relationships a lot, especially in Christian dating. So, you know, finding your foundation and God, even in a relationship. Cause I think, I think when people are living their own individual lives, it's easier to find your foundation in God. But then as soon as you add someone intimately into your life, I think that tends to almost kind of rock the scale a little bit. And if you're not careful, you'll start putting that one over, you'll start putting them over God. And before you know it, your whole life's about them. And that's when it's unhealthy. Um, so again, I think the pressure, you know, I think that that'll help in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, um, let's see. I'm trying to think of like, I think there's also the idea, a couple things. Yeah. Stop worrying so much about what everyone else is thinking. That's good. You know, that's the same thing in life. We, we, we get caught up in, in, well, I want to look like a Christian couple focus on being two Christians who are, who are dating and getting closer together. That's and, right. And, you know, I don't think I think you need to quit trying to take the pressure off because it's going to be there. What you need to do is what is the purpose of dating? You know, are you guys compatible? That's do you good. want the same things out of life? Do you how's your faith? Are you matched in your in your the strength of your faith? Um, are each of you willing to is that person s- seeming to desire to be? pursuing the biblical uh, role of, of husband and wife in, the, in how they approach life. Yes. Um, so, for instance, good. is the guy, does he want to be responsible? Does he, does he want to lead? Does he, is he willing to um, make decisions? Mm-hmm. You know, ladies, I'm going to be honest with you out there. You know, you, you are told that you, you're in a rough spot. My family, again, a great example of this is like, I don't need no man. It's like, okay, guys, if you're with a woman who – who constantly is pushing back, always wants to remind you that she's a woman, hear her roar. You know, it's kind of like a strong man. You know, a strong man doesn't have to bully everyone around him. Well, a strong woman doesn't have to prove to everyone that she's a strong woman. A strong woman can can choose to to lead and give opportunities for the man. I mean, choo- choose to let the guy lead and give him opportunities to, to be the man he wants to be. Absolutely. So I'm not sure how else you can take better date other than quit worrying about what everyone's saying. Yeah, man. And don't, be careful the level of intimacy that you allow yourself to get into because then yes. it gets harder and harder it does. to think clearly. Once you once you you know once you go into another level of intimacy, you're opening up more doors mm-hmm. slowly and slowly and slowly. You got to mm-hmm. be careful. I yeah. percent agree with you. Um, you know, and integrate your faith into your relationships. Go to church together. Uh, let other people see. You know, all those kinds of things. That's um, good. 
but quit worrying about you know everyone yes. else. That doesn't mean don't believe, don't take wisdom. But mm-hmm. uh, why is there pressure to be in a relationship or get married in Christianity? I think there definitely is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that ties to why does Christian culture make marriage seem like varsity and single shavy? That's so good. And I hundred percent think you're right. Mm. That there is a glorification of being married. Um, and I'm curious if that's what Scripture says. You already know I know the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, so why is there? Why is that? Why is marriage glorified over singleness? Um, I think it's weird, man. I think we we view marriage as like some sort of badge of honor, mm-hmm. like to be like a like. It's like showing like you're a man now, or woman enough, or woman. That's right. Like, um, which is odd, and I don't even know how that happened. <laughs> um, I think that it's viewed as you've you know. To me, it's weird because I feel like it's almost like a societal standard that's kind of leaked its way into Christianity. So, like, when people think of, like, the ideal life, they think of, like, the, oh, like... But you know, why? Your, your why husband. is that the ideal life? Um, honestly, man, I, I don't know. I don't know why that's the ideal life. You know, like like the white picket fence sort of deal. Like, you see it in culture, right? Like, all the TV shows about it. You know, I think, I think if anything, we've been, we've been given that picture to settle for what it... What it life is supposed to be in quotes air quotes supposed to be um yeah man so i when you're kind of talking about this it reminds me of of first corinthians chapter seven okay paul talks about marriage mm -hmm. and singleness it's interesting so he goes on and he starts in chapter seven verse one talking about it's good for a man to have sexual relations with a woman like what because sexual morality so common each woman should have his own wife each man should have his own wife so essentially if you can't control yourself sexually you should get married yeah so it's at least biblical um, wife, blah, blah, goes on, talks about rights. And then it says, he says this interesting comment. Verse 6 says, I say the following as a concession, not a command. I wish that all people were just like me, but each has his own gift from God. One person in this way and another in, in that way. What's he mean by like me? Unmarried. Paul is unmarried. Verse 8 says, I say to the unmarried and the widows, it is good for them to remain as they are. But if they do not have self-control, they should marry, for it's better to marry than Burma's desire. Hey, if you're unmarried and widows, it's good for you to be single. Mm-hmm. Um, and people aren't going to like this. So then you go on to, uh, where are we at? Um, about the unmarried and widows, verse 25. About virgins, I have no command from the Lord, but I do give an opinion as one who, by the Lord's mercy, is trustworthy. Therefore, I consider this to be good because of the present stress. It is fine for a man to remain as he is. Are you bound to a wife? Do not seem to be loose. Are you loose from a wife? Do not seek a wife. However, if you get married, you have not sinned. And, a virgin, and if a virgin marries, she has not sinned. But such people will have trouble in this life, and I'm trying to spare you. And I say this, and I say this, brothers, the time is limited. So from now on, those who have wives should be as though they have none. That's interesting. So if you have wives, you should be as though they have none. Well, what does he mean by that? Well, I'll tell you right now. He goes down to say, verse 32, I want you to be without concerns. An unmarried man is concerned about the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But a married man is concerned about the things of the world, how he may please his wife, and his interests are, interests are divided. An unmarried woman or a virgin is concerned about the things of the Lord, so that she may be holy in both body and spirit. But a married woman is concerned about the things of the world, how she may please her husband. Uh, now I'm saying this for your own benefit. Um, and then he goes on, verse 36, But if a man thinks he's acting properly toward his virgin, if she's past marriage, blaze it. So it must be he can do what he wants. He's not sinning. They can get married. Uh, but he who stands firm in his heart, who's no under compulsion, to decide in his heart to keep his own virgin will do well. Blah, blah, blah. But I think it's interesting that he says, you know, I wish you would all be like me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not sin. Okay, but such people have trouble in this life, and I'm trying to spare you. Time is limited. And he says, from now on, those who have wives or husbands should be as though they have none. What does he mean by that? He means like this. Even if you're married, you should still be concerned how to please the Lord. Yes. So meaning when you're single, you have, it's easier to focus on. That's fo- right. You know, it's, it, if you don't have a husband or wife, it's easier to not make them an idol. Right, because yes. you don't have one. Um, so, it, you know, singleness is a gift. Paul's implying that singleness is a gift when he says, "I wish each one was as me, but everyone has their own gift." Mm-hmm. So, singleness is a, is a gift to use and a time in your life, whether it's forever or not, to be able to really do kingdom work. Kingdom work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that section. Yeah, sorry, really I just well think done. it's important. Yes. It, it, going back to glorifying marriage, it is funny when when Paul actually kind of makes it seem the other way around. That's right. So I don't know how, because like I guess I don't really know the why behind it. I don't know if that's just because that is our, that is our, I don't want to say nature. I don't know. 
I'm not really sure where, what the why is as to how we got where we are when it comes to this kind of like culture of wanting like that's the standard. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's it's just natural, you know. And then we'll use the verse of Genesis that you know to to have children and to have children, etc. Right. I will talk since I gave that side of it. Let's talk about Ephesians five. Ephesians five, starting in chapter twenty-two, Paul kind of calls out the wives and the husbands of what they should do. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is of the church. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so wives are submit to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her to make her holy, cleansing her with the water of washing. He did this, etc. For the same way, husbands are to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Um, for just as Christ does the church, and we are members of the body. And then 32 says, this mystery is profound, but I'm talking about Christ and the church. To sum up, each one of you is to love his wife himself, and the wife to respect her husband. There is a, there is a beautiful picture in marriage absolutely of christ in the church of that self that sacrifice yep and and what it looks like so there's beauty there um i don't know i think i definitely think i i can say this i was you know as a single pastor um for a long time i was constantly told well you can't talk to me about marriage you're not married you can't preach on that and i want to be like man well that's funny would you tell paul and jesus that <laughs> right that's yeah, man. There's a lot of just weird, like, there's a lot of ignorance as to what, it's almost like p- people, it doesn't matter how long you're in as a Christian, I think there's a lot of times, like you said, it becomes all Christianese, man. They forget that this is real, man. They forget that Jesus was a real person. He was never married, but he was, lived the perfect, sinless life, and he's the, he's the ultimate teacher of how we're supposed to live life. And that includes marriage. I'm going to tell you all these things. I'm going to tell you this right now, and I've said it before. I'm about to probably make some people. I believe that the that the church culture idolizes marriage and family. I'm going to say it right now. I believe a lot of people out there idolize marriage and family, meaning they put their wives and kids above God, and they justify it because that's accepted in Christian culture, and it's not true. It's not true. Going, you know, Jesus. They said they came to Jesus. Said, "Hey, your 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 sister, your mom, and your brothers and your family are out here in the sand to leave." And he goes, "No, who is? These are my family and brothers and sisters." He's making a point, and I'm telling you right now, some of you out there literally idolize marriage. Mm-hmm. Even you're. Ma- Do you know you can be married and idolize your husband or wife, and that's that's not okay, right? And people don't want to hear that, mm-hmm. right? And and well, what do you mean, Todd? How do I? You know, he, he talks about it. When you're married, it's very easy to care more about pleasing your wife than pleasing God and, and or your husband, vice versa. And this, I think I told you earlier, I had a conversation yesterday, and God bless this. is a dear friend if she's watching, not talking poorly about her lover. She's always honest with me. And um, But I kind of asked her something, and she was saying she's, she was kind of struggling a little bit, and, mm-hmm. um, which I'm so thankful for her honesty. She, I wish everyone was honest. Yeah. But kind of talking about our church, and she goes, you know, I think community starts with the kids. Mm-hmm. And we don't have enough stuff, blah, blah, blah. And I, and I said, okay, there's some validity to that. But I asked her a question. I ponder. I go, why do they have to be one or the other? And, and how do the single people get community if everything's built around the kids? Yep. You know, and, and I don't know how to tell this. My my genuine view is is that you're idolizing your children. Right. You're idolizing your your. And, and even as I say that, people are going to be like, Todd doesn't like kids. and doesn't. That's, not, that's not true. He didn't say that. But they think that, don't I they? Know. Because I say that. Mm-hmm. And um, so I don't know, man. I think it's an odd thing. I think, I think the reason we do that with marriage is it gives us a tangible God to worship. Get what I mean? If I have a wife, I have tangibly a God to please and worship. And if I'm doing well, my God will tell reward me I'm doing me. well yeah, and reward me and I'll be a good boy and vice versa, you know, if you're a wife and mm-hmm. your husband. So I don't know. But I definitely do agree that we tend to do that. Mm-hmm. Why Christian culture does it? Probably because they haven't read the Bible. That's so good. Because Paul That's in great. chapter 7 you're tells right. us, you know, they're, they're each, is, each, essentially the whole part of chapter 7 is we're to glorify God in whatever situation we're in and both have their benefits. You know, and singleness can be an incredible gift because it frees us up. I can tell you right now, had I been married as early as a lot of my contemporaries, my friends, Mm -hmm. I would not have been able to do and accomplish what I was able to accomplish. Amen, brother. Now, does that mean that I have, there's times that I was like, gosh, man, like I missed out on stuff? Sure. But I'm telling you right now, I would not have been able to do what I did. Now, where I messed up is trying to have both, though. 
and dating girls for long periods of time without getting married to them. And that's not right. Mm. That's wasting their time. And I hurt. I talked to you about this last night, yeah. feeling conviction about a girl, you know, serious relationship. I, I had been engaged before and I hurt. Um, I hurt people, man. That's right. You know, wasting time. And I hate that. And I think I tarnish my testimony to certain girls. And I'm not even talking about like sexually because of sexual stuff, just in the f- way that I didn't, I wasted their time. Right. So didn't mean to ramble there, but no, a man, lot to it. It's good. They're in there, you're right. There is a lot to it. And I don't know, man. It's, I agree with you. I think there's, you know, two camps here. Like you said, I think it's, you know, people aren't reading the Bible or they've grown so, so, you know, they put their earmuffs on, the Christian earmuffs. Well, know. especially when Christian, Christianity, popular Christianity tells you that worshiping your family or, or getting married being the ultimate sign of mm-hmm. maturity, like when, when they're telling you that's the right way, that's right. it's hard not to you be You must f- trust the Bible. You must know the mm-hmm. Bible. Yeah. So this leads to this kind of last question they had. How can and what can singles learn from married people? Um, you can learn. So how can they learn from them, mm-hmm. first of you all? You can learn what love is. You know, well, like that's, when you that's a great that, point. Yeah, like, like when you see Agape when love. You, exactly. When you see a husband or wife sacrifice for their significant other, you know, their husband or wife, you know, beautiful it's thing. beautiful. It's a yeah. beautiful thing. And then, you know, if, you know, if you're able to take that and apply it to your own life and you realize that's what Jesus does for you every day, like, that's beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what they're trying to do. That's what they're trying to accomplish. Um, you know, there's plenty of stuff that falls into love, too. You know, like patience, you know, patience <laughs> with each other. Bearing with each that's other. Right. Bearing yeah. with each other, you know, because clearly, you know, at the end of the day, when it comes to marriage, you know, it's two, it's two people who have sin inside of them that are trying to live like Jesus loves the church, and that's not an easy task. And, you know, so, yeah, you learn perseverance. You can learn that's perseverance really from a marriage. You can learn, like I said, patience. Well, from married people, yeah, you can see that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, um, how can you, you know, spend time with them. Spend time with married good. folk and be friends with them. Uh, and I agree with everything he said. You can learn a lot about even, you ready for this, loving your enemies. Sometimes your spouse can feel like your biggest enemy, right? And <laughs> yeah. when you see someone love them despite... When you see two people who know each other's, yes, they know their best, but they know their worst traits, and they're still loving and serving each other, it's a beautiful thing. Oh, yeah. That's and shows really you man. a picture of Christ in the church. So here's the other side. How can married people, and what, how can, and what can they learn from singles? I think that married people can learn, um, they can learn, oh, man, I'm trying to think of how to put it. Uh, they can learn that just because they're married doesn't mean that their journey with Jesus stops. Oof, you know what I'm so saying? Good. Like I'm trying yeah. to put that in better words, but I just can't their individual uh, yes. journey with Jesus. Just because you're married doesn't mean you don't have an individual relationship Preach. with Jesus or with your own goals or whatever it may be. You know, when you get married, that does not stop. And that's mm-hmm. what I think causes issues in so many marriages now is because that's what happens usually is the person you were, when that person met you, they saw you as an individual. <laughs> They did. They saw you as an individual of what you were doing and the and the journey you were on, and they're willing to come alongside you with that journey, not just to stand and look at each other and just stop. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think what married people can learn from single people is to remember who they were before that, and that mm-hmm. that's still you. That's really good, man. Um, I like that a lot. Yeah, that's that's the. I think they can learn thing. passion. I think they want mm, to learn what it good. is to to serve because a lot of times we're talking about people who are sold out for the kingdom, yeah. um, how to give up their time, not make excuses. I think married couples a lot use each other's excuses to not do kingdom work. That's good. And single people, you can see that passion. Um, how can they do it? Stop treating your single friends as like they're losers. <laughs> Stop inviting. I cannot believe how many couples I have one. I have a, some people in here like I don't relate to anyone and they're married with young kids. It's like, you can't relate to a, Someone your age that doesn't have kids, that's weird. Yeah. You're being weird. Mm-hmm. You can be friends with people yes. that aren't married. Spend time with them. Invite them to your thing. Stop doing just couple things. That's so weird. Dude, that's so good, actually. <laughs> it's so weird. You're right, because you don't really see that. If, if, a, if, a, excuse me, if a couple is married, you don't ever see them inviting single people no. to stuff. It's always, like you said, it's always in couples. They try to find people the same place as they are in life, which then creates... 
an echo chamber where you're just talking and the same thing to each, you know. That's good, man. Like, it's almost like it creates like a stagnancy and even in like your own growth because Mm -hmm. you're not being around other people. Like, you're not being around different people. Mm -hmm. That's really good. I like that. So I guess we can kind of think, I think, thank you. I think we can wrap it up by saying, listen, uh, single single people, marriage is beautiful. And you can see when a husband and wife are both seeking Jesus and having a, wanting to have a biblical relationship, marriage, I mean, it's a beautiful picture of Christ in the church when you let Absolutely. it be. Ephesians 5 shows us that. And married people, quit being knuckleheads and looking <laughs> down on single people and remember that actually Paul says you're more blessed if you're single That's in right. some ways. And, and, and quit judging everyone and your leaders based on whether they're married mm-hmm. and understand that and know the Bible. Paul, right. you know, Paul wasn't married. Jesus wasn't married. And That's they right. did plenty of good um, kingdom work and they taught and they led and they loved and all those kinds right. of things. So put some respect on the single. Boom. It's not JV. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, you know, Paul talks about it. Go read first Corinthians chapter seven, whatever, wherever you're at in life and whatever position you're in, you can glorify God being that. Mm. Right. It always reminds me, it has not anything to do with marriage, but it reminds me of the quote I heard once, like we don't need more Christian music we need more christians in music mm. right amen so that's it great question great topic i yeah, enjoyed man. today i love today absolutely um thank you guys so much for watching appreciate you guys giving us this topic and just all this stuff to talk about i uh, hope you guys enjoy it hey you know if you're on youtube or facebook or whatever why don't you guys subscribe or follow us just go ahead and do it you're already here um other than that appreciate you guys you guys are awesome uh like todd says if you guys have any questions Link is somewhere, www.theremnant.live slash real-talk. Give us a question, topic, anytime, completely anonymous. You heard him. He said it. And if you guys would like to donate to our ministry, especially if you don't attend this church um, and you're outside, but you're blessed by Real Talk, would you consider even giving $5 right now as you're listening at www.theremnant.live slash give? Uh, guys, you know, we're not a massive church nope. and, um, it's completely funded by our church and we, and we believe in it cause we want to bless people, but man, we would love you, uh, to partner with us. It's completely tax deductible. We don't do this every time, but bring this up, but we consider it. Would you consider it? Uh, also please, like you said, like, and share the more engagement and likes we get, share this video, share this podcast. Um, the more views it gets, the more, the more people get to hear kingdom stuff and, and get hopefully an opportunity to think about stuff. That's right. Be a part of the ministry. Yeah. Social media needs it, right? That's what we say. Hashtag social media needs it. Other than that, guys, hope to see you uh, soon. We'll have our next episode out, Lord willing, next week. Yep. Uh, Episode 110. That's wild. 110. And if you want to join us for our live show, you can join us this Thursday on Facebook and YouTube Mm -hmm. at uh, 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. EST. And yeah, we'll be on for an hour, hour and a half, having some fun, laughs interacting with you guys live that's it other than that we hope you guys oh you can also check out our church page at www.theremnant.life and hear sermons at uh, the remnant church type that into your podcast player it's got a fancy r i think that's it other than that we hope you guys have a great day and we mean this truly god bless you